This is the Toddcast Podcast. I'm a guy named Todd. And I'm a guy named Aaron. Join in our conversation as we discuss anything and everything. Pointless debates, music, Star Wars, nerd culture, and so much more. There are no scripts, no show notes, commuters, sit back and enjoy the ride. The Toddcast Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. Eric and I were we're talking recently, you know, as we do, about music and metadata and fun dorky stuff like that. And um, I know we make regular references to our playlists and our iTunes rankings and all sorts of stuff. So we, we, we thought it might be a good idea just to do an episode on iTunes and ranking and smart playlists and such. Eric, do you concur? I, I do, Todd. You know, this actually was a conversation that we had many, many, many years ago, and we actually shot or recorded or whatever you call podcast <laughs> a an actual pilot episode where we talked mostly about, what well, uh, you know, iTunes and playlists and smart playlists, uh, which is a game changer for me, which I imagine was a game changer for you. And you kind of passed that along to me when I was going through my ramblings of, man, why can't it be easier? And you're like, oh, Eric, it is. And uh, right. today it's our obligation and duty to pass on to all of you uh, who use iTunes or, or Apple Music at this point in time, um, regardless if it's on a Mac or a PC, I, I think we can all, or, or if you're using an iPhone or doubt an Android would help you. So Android users, I apologize. But nonetheless, we are here <laughs> to help out the as many people as possible when it comes to talking about music and customizing your playlist like it's a 1990s uh, mix CD with unlimited uh, storage and potential. So I'm excited to finally release and record this for the for everyone, not just for yeah. you and I. No, that's that's a good point. I had, it it <laughs> it's been so long I had completely forgotten that the original MT cast pilot episode was on this topic. I can't remember if we kept getting interrupted or if the audio was there was a reason why we're like, yeah, that's garbage that can never see the light of day. And then we just forgot about it. So Well there you go. Yeah, truthfully. <laughs> I, I remember that uh it it does come down to the fact you could definitely hear me typing and we were battling the internet uh you know monsters where yeah. there were consistent break action and so forth. And that's what happens. But now uh, the good news, we have better headsets, better equipment. We are more polished. You know, there you, you, you're a master editor now. And if <laughs> I type on stuff, you can even eliminate that or, or make it to the point where users can't, can't even hear it. So we're, we're ready to go. I am in front of a computer because let's face it, reference material is probably helpful. Uh, so oh, yeah. I can explain, hey, this is where you would go and this is what you would do and even use practical examples. But I say we start it, start it with a bang, Todd. What is a smart playlist? So a smart playlist is a a thing that is, is part of the iTunes music program that basically will allow will allow you to leverage the metadata in your your li- your music library to build playlists for you based on criteria. Like you, you can make a playlist and you can, you know, hand pick songs and put them in that playlist and, you know, mess around with the order. Kind of like you used to do, like you said, Eric, with the old mixtapes, uh, you know, sort of a thing. But smart playlists let you kind of program your your playlists, which sounds a lot scarier Absolutely. <laughs> to, to most people <laughs> than I think it really is. But you can basically go, okay, uh, I would like a 20 minute playlist of 
techno music from the early 2000s and it will gra- and it will you know grab you a, a a selection of that you know you can say i want you know i've got one that's that is i want my top rate highest rated songs from between 1969 and 1974 and make it the top top 20 from that era and it boom it just it just does it you don't have to go through and find the things it just puts them all together which is handy in and of itself one of the other sort of bonus benefits to it is they auto update so if you know i i get new music that fits the criteria for a smart playlist it'll automatically update that playlist with this new information so they're they're pretty flexible they're pretty good again the caveats here are that you use itunes (laughs) <laughs> yeah and and that it, it's all based on the music that you sort of have downloaded and own so i know that you know yeah. in in today where you've got spotify being so prevalent and people don't really own their music they just trust those algorithms and if that works for you rock on but if you you have a wide collection of music that you own that's you know trapped as in mp3 format on your computer and you want a nifty way to sort of access all that without necessarily having to do it all manually this is a real real good way to do that yeah absolutely and and the number one thing you mentioned you have to kind of use apple music or itunes whatever we will interchange their names i consistently call it itunes because that's what i grew up on Mm -hmm. Um, i will be that old man on the same here so anyone that has downloaded music from you know apple then it, it shows up in Primarily, it'll come in with all the metadata on there. And when we speak of metadata, the major things you're talking about is name of the artist, name of the song, uh, name of the album, year, possible genre. And then there are some aspects that you have to add in yourself, which goes for what is the rating? And that is a five-star scale where one to five, you actually can go in and rate in each individual song. And you don't have to do that directly from your computer. You can do that from your phone. And it automatically, when you sync your phone back up, it will transfer over. There are also little hearts, which you could love items and or unlove things. There are others like comments and so forth that are not as easily accessible from the phone. So if you, you'd kind of have to go into the website or the, on your computer and make some of these changes, but nonetheless, you can use all this information to decide what kind of playlist or music you want to listen to and and with that being said that makes it and you you said it it updates automatically so when you get new music and you have it on your phone and you download it from your on your phone your new album or so forth and you start rating it all you really have to do is sync your phone up to your playlist and then it'll automatically pull in any of that information to these playlists so uh, i know we'll go through and talk about some of the the must-have playlists we create but for the most part you don't have to primarily do everything on your computer. You don't have to be like an Excel nerd like myself and go through and make sure everything's ranked and this and that. You can kind of <laughs> do it as you go. But right. The, the, the kicker, the kicker, though, is you have to have that information. At least you're going to have to have names and, you know, names of songs. And primarily, I think you're going to want to rate your music. I think, I think that is going to be a key for actually creating a couple of the basic – uh, playlists. And if you just grab your old mix CD and you rip it, uh, you put it in your disk drive and it automatically imports it into iTunes. A lot of times it's like unnamed artist one or whatever. Right. You're gonna have to fix that. Yeah. If you don't fix it, then that's fine. It'll, you can still play that music. You just won't be able to know, <laughs> you know, uh, 
who that is or, or kind of customize a couple aspects. So, you know, years, genres, that kind of stuff can matter depending on what you're doing. But right. I know we are battling the, the Spotify and the Pandora aspect. But what we're saying is you can create your own kind of algorithm and you don't have to worry about listening to ads or hearing a completely off the wall song that you're like, I don't know how this got in here. You can kind of create it yourself and control it, which. Yeah. To me, that was kind of the advantage. I mean, my start with iTunes and the smart playlist and all that stuff, you know, obviously predates Spotify to where if you wanted to listen to music, you turned on the radio or you actually acquired music. And it was to the point to where that was in the form of MP3s and you can just listen to the albums or you can put it on shuffle. And this gives a nice, a newer take on that because, you know, I imagine most folk or like you said, Spotify, you'll be listening to it and all of a sudden they'll they'll throw you a song you've never heard, you don't really care for, like just those weird ones out of left field. But even with your own, not every album, not every song on every album is a winner. <laughs> you know, you'll you'll come you know, you've got that one album I'm sure everyone can think of they're like, Oh man, I love that album, except that one track. I'm just not a not a fan right. of that. You can I mean, at a real basic level, you can use these smart playlists to make it so that it just won't play those those crap tracks i would say the trickiest bit of all this in terms of time and effort is like you said rating your music now luckily you can do that from your phone if you're you know listening to a song you're like mm, i don't care for this you can access that from your phone you know provided you're not driving <laughs> or or you know in the middle of a run or whatever you know it can be done and therefore you can maintain that but depending on how big your library is that still takes a lot of time and so I'm, I'm a lot of people I could see going, Ooh, that's time and energy. That's a commitment. I don't, I don't want to make. And I guess what I'm saying is, is you don't necessarily need to rate all of your music for these smart playlists to be useful. If you, no. if, if you go off of a, off the basis that, you know, none of my music is rated. It's as simple as just when you come across one of those songs that you're like, yeah, I don't like this song. I don't want to hear this anymore. Just rate those, give those one star. And you can basically set up a playlist that, you know, you can use to sync that music to your phone that's only grab music that is two stars or better. And you've immediately made your life better because <laughs> you no longer Absolutely. have to hear that that weird noise track that's in the middle of the album that you, uh, you know, every time it comes on, you hit skip. It, it kind of takes care of that for you. Yes, we get rid of old people talking from Simon and Garfunkel. That is exactly uh, that is the that is the goal. Yeah. So, and, you know, and, and I guess this is where it comes down to just your own preference, you know, depending on how much storage you have on your phone is how much music you can have. So some uh, some individuals out there, I know for a fact there were times I'm like, I have to get the higher one because I have all this music that I've acquired through the years, through CDs and through iTunes and so forth, that if I want to listen to everything, which I'm kind of a completist, I have to have it on my phone. And the beauty of these smart playlists are, no, you really don't. You have to have enough storage on your computer. But right. if I know for a fact that I might have 100 gigs worth of music, but only 25 of that is actually good, then that 25 gets synced to my phone and then I don't need to go and buy the, you know, the largest iPhone capacity. So there are some definite <laughs> benefits in yeah. the world of this. And I was under the understanding years ago, like that wasn't a thing. And I didn't have the time and energy to go in there. And I knew playlists were, were possible. So the difference between a smart playlist and a regular playlist is you go in to make a regular playlist and you just say, oh, I want this song. I want this song. I want this song. 
much like you would back in the day if you made a cassette, made a mix CD, right? And or if you're making your own playlist on Spotify at that point in time, you're saying, oh, let's add these things in there, you know, which takes time, effort. You will get the exact same songs every time. So you will have to create new ones when you get sick and tired of that playlist where with a smart playlist, you can easily fix that where you know that you want to only listen to great music. You can have it shuffle out and automate you know, change out every time you sync your phone or vice versa. So there's a lot of cool looking, you know, different options to make that happen. Um, but you kind of have to be down with having your own music, uh, you know, and the benefits of, I don't really want to listen to commercials and I want right. to be able to control and not have to worry about how many times I'm allowed to skip. Cause we all know there are moments in time where there's a song that you really like, but you're just not in the mood for it. And right. you do that enough on Pandora or Spotify, then you're, Oh, I'm sorry. You can't do that right now. You either have to watch 20 minutes of ads or you're going to have to suffer <laughs> through the song you're not in the mood of. And right. I don't really feel like doing that. So with these, we're not saying they have to take over. I still find you and I know for a fact you and I still use Spotify and Pandora for other aspects. Like this is oh yeah, a lot of the time yeah. we we find new music that way, or at least I do. And you also have just like random you know times where you're like, yeah, let's throw on a genre or you're like, hey, I'm with people that want to listen to different styles of music. I don't have on my phone. Here you go. So there's they work together, guys. Yeah, absolutely. I you know this this is one way to consume music. I am still I I was very resistant to Spotify for a long time. Finally, you know, sort of you know gave in and, and gave it a shot, and now you know I swear by it. And like you said, there's 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 a time and place. Like you know there there's times where I want to listen because I mean I've got a pretty big music catalog, but it's still all my music that I've heard a bunch of. Sometimes I want just sort of a breath of fresh air. And Spotify is great for that. Also for finding new artists or, you know, new albums that I hadn't heard before. It's great. But when it comes to, if I want to listen to the music that I know and love and the collection that I've curated, I'd rather do that through iTunes because I can sort of pull the puppet strings via these smart playlists and not have to worry about you know spotify's algorithm absolutely so i think we'll take a break real quick when we come back we will talk about the actual playlists that we use and how we create those and yeah. why the heck do we even use them and probably the premise of the entire episode so we'll exactly. be right back after this break when buying clothes you have choices you can be stylish be trendy be outspoken but those are all the wrong answers. We want you to be like Justin Benline. Be beige. Why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten? Franchise 10 Apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen. Even hermits wear shirts. Visit justinbenline.com and save 30% off the Justin Benline collection. Justinbenline.com. No personality, no problem. Be beige. Todd, I, I think we've talked about the purpose of a smart playlist. Now it's probably best to talk about maybe some of the mechanics. Would you like to explain exactly how you go about creating one of these bad boys? Absolutely. So you go into iTunes, obviously, <laughs> where, where your music is. And if you, you go into the file menu and you go to create you know a new playlist it gives you the option to, to between to a new playlist or a new smart playlist and so just make sure you pick 
that smart playlist option. And it's going to pull up a, a dialog box for you with with some options. And at the very basic level, it's going to say match music for these roles. And it's got a list of, of drop downs that, you know, the artist contains and then a box for you to type stuff in. And you can change from artist to, I mean, pretty much any of that metadata. Artist, Absolutely. album, genre, year, like any of those columns that you normally see in iTunes are all things that you can use to sort of trigger off of. And then once you've selected that, so we'll we'll just go ahead and stick with artist. And then like by default, it says contains. Well, you can also go does not contain or is, is not, starts with, ends with. So for example, if it's contains, then whatever you put in that box is just, if that is found anywhere in there, it will try and, and match that. So for example, if you put artist contains and then in the text field put black. That will then find music from Black Sabbath, the Black Keys, Black Flag, anything. If the word black is in that artist field, it will pull them up. Whereas if you only, you know, if you were looking for Black Flag, you could either put Black Flag, or you change it from contains to is, and then it will do a a specific match. And does not contain is the same thing, but but the other way, like it will, if you using that same term, but does not contain, it'll pull up every artist that you have that does not have the word black in the artist and is not means anything that doesn't directly match. So you can use that to like, so you don't necessarily have to know specifically what you're after. And an example of that would be if you have your, your genres all set up in iTunes and you switch that to genre contains and you put rock it's going to pull up any song that has prog rock, classic rock, you know, hard rock. Those will all show up there if you're using contains. Or if you only want prog rock, you can switch that to is, put prog rock, and it will only pull those up. So it's a very powerful sort yeah. of filtering piece there. And then you have the option to add additional sort of rules. So, okay, I want prog rock, but I want prog rock from 1970 to 1973. I'd go genre is prog rock. I'd add another criteria and say year is greater than, you know, 1970. I'd add another criteria that year is less than 1974. And it will apply all of those rules and it will only pick up the things that meet all of those criteria. And like I said, I could go through my music manually, all the artists that I know are prog rock and look at the years and see what we've got there or with basically three lines, it will do it. And if I get another, you know, if I pick up a new prog rock album from 72, this smart playlist will know that that exists and just add those in. And you can also have it, okay, it has to match all of these rules. You can't have some that are sort of optional. Like, okay, I want it to meet this criteria no matter what. Like I always want it to be rock and roll. But then you can pick it up if it matches this rule or if it matches this other rule, you can, you can sort of play with that. And then the last yeah, thing, general which, programming, right? <laughs> kind of like, I don't want to get like, like you don't need to be a programmer. Like the, the, the logic on no, it is it's... pretty straightforward and they've made it pretty intuitive, but when it's at the end of the day, it kind of does follow a lot of programming logic, you know, <laughs> uh, sort of a deal. And then the last piece that I'll say is, is neat here is that you can then 
put limits on it based on a certain number of items or a certain size in uh, disk space, which comes in really handy for some of our use cases we'll talk about there in a minute. And when you do apply those limits, you can say, okay, grab me 25 things at random, give me 25 things based on what is the most played or the highest ranked. And again, that comes in useful for some of our use cases we'll talk about. Do you feel like I missed anything there, Eric, or does that wrap that up pretty nicely for you? No, I I mean, for the most part, it, it's fairly simple. I mean, you can get really detailed into it. There are a ton of options, but for the most part, when we talk about like, hey, these are the playlists that we make, this is kind of how we create them. I don't get to the point where there's 25 different categories or like drop downs and so forth. You can, but for the most part, you can do it fairly simple to get exactly what you want which is several of these drop downs and or contains does not contain starts with so forth. And it's not burdensome really at all. When you look at it, you're like, oh, that's fairly simple. And then what it does when you create it, it just actually on the sidebar there, it creates a thing called a playlist towards like uh, the bottom of the left sidebar. If you're looking at it Uh, and then it just basically you name your playlist and there it is. And as you sync it up to your phone, there's a little section that says, do you want to sync up playlists? And you hit yes. And now you have new playlists on your phone. And right off the get go, when you click on the Apple music, it's going to give you a section where like, all right, you can listen to, you know, do you want to see all the artists? Do you want to see albums? Do you want to see songs? Or do you want to see playlists? You hit playlist, bam, you you can shuffle them, you can play in order, whatever you want to do, and uh, the world is yours, and you have all your music that you you want and desire said playlist. So I think it's uh, necessary now, if you know, for me at least, it's definitely necessary and game changer. And we started talking about it years ago, and since then, you and I've created you know several smart playlists, if not you know twenty plus, depending on what you need. But I know you and I have similar playlist what would you say now that we know how to create it we know what it is what would you say is a good playlist or some common playlist that most people would probably get benefit out of so i would say you and i have a ton of these but we're kind of the oddballs you and i are participating in the whole music ranked project which involves a whole lot of heavy metadata (laughs) and crunching of that metadata so we've got some a little more hardcore power user type things but i would say just some good use cases for your average person with music i can think of i can think of two that immediately come to mind one of which we you know i kind of talked about earlier just weeding out the crap you don't want to hear like you don't necessarily want to delete those songs because you still have the album you might want to listen to it as an album but there are those songs that just i don't want to ever hear this come up and shuffle it doesn't make sense and that one is just as simple as creating a smart playlist call it the bad stuff, you know, you know, the, the good stuff. <laughs> and we call those the greatest hits most of the time. There you go. There you go. There you go. It's basically um, what you're creating is a greatest hits of your playlist. Yeah, basically. And you just create that playlist and the criteria is just to go off of the star rating and just specify it must be, you know, the star rating must be greater than one star, two star, wherever you want to set that limit. And you can set that up to also, so it has to be, two stars or higher or if it doesn't have any rating because you, you would need to put that in there because if you just say only if only track songs that are two stars or higher but none of your star, yeah. none of your songs actually have a star rating it won't you know it's programming it's stupid it will follow the rules to the letter <laughs> so you need to put in a thing exactly. that say okay if it doesn't have a rating then it can be included 
but if it does have a rating that rating needs to be two stars or higher three stars or higher you know and you can do that and then when you go to sync your phone you can synchronize that playlist and it will make sure none of that quote unquote bad music gets on your your phone that also gives you sort of a good starting point for your other smart playlists to make sure that those playlists don't get those kinds of songs included because when you're making smart playlists you can have one of the rules in that smart playlist b make sure it includes the song has to be part of this other smart playlist so you don't have to put gets, those same yes. rules in every single smart playlist you create you create it once and then you can just refer to it later so like the way I do this is rather than create a playlist that is sort of the greatest hits where it only includes the good stuff, I actually have a playlist created called The Bad Stuff. And its rules are any song that has one star goes into that playlist. And you may think to yourself, okay, well, Todd, that is a playlist of garbage. Why would you want to have those you know, all in one spot? You're never gonna sync that. You don't want to listen to that. That's the whole point. And you'd be right except that every other smart playlist that I have, the first line is playlist is not. And then I specify this playlist full of garbage and it filters like if, if you have a one star song, it goes into the garbage playlist. And therefore all these other playlists, the first rule is it can't be part of that garbage playlist. So what I yeah. do is the exact same. So. To the point is you don't have to do that. You don't have to write those same lines of code each time because you might not like yeah. a certain genre or a certain artist or whatever to, that you don't want to ever hear that. And every other playlist you make is going to have that same sediment. So why create that? So by adding a playlist in there, it's it's pretty time-saving and, and great. The yeah. one, I mean, we're talking a lot about rankings and so forth. And if you're looking at the practicality of it all, you're probably going to want your best songs, greatest hits, not and so forth. And you can have it to the point where you don't rank anything. But I know you and I both have folders where we basically put, there's a playlist that says, if it's not ranked. Yeah. And when you create that playlist that adds everything on your phone, and then you can listen to your phone. And I do it throughout the day. And you go through, and as you're listening to a song, all you have to do is rank it. What you have to do is put a one star to a five star, and then it automatically leaves that playlist. Sooner or later, you'll get to a playlist that has zero. And then that leaves you open for all these other aspects. Then you can create playlists of four and five star songs, you know, or three to three to five star songs or so forth. So depending on what your mood is, you might only want the greatest songs you've ever heard on a playlist, or you might just want songs that you enjoy, which could be three, fours and fives, you know, right. whatever, however your grading scale works. But if you don't have them scored, then you can't really do some of that, especially if you get to the point where, like, let's say, for instance, you're a big, you know, if you're a big Beatles fan, but you don't want to have the entire discography on your phone, you might just want your favorite Beatles songs. And that would be difficult to do unless you had those ranks. So I think that is a must have if you're going to kind of go through with it. And in my opinion, if you're listening to a podcast about smart playlists, you're probably nerdy enough that you want to rank your music. So... I say do that. That is a key playlist that you should have. What yeah. what other playlists do you do you have that you think uh, other people would probably get enjoyment out of or to kind of recreate? I would say in terms of use for use for most people would be sort of using these to allocate space for your phone because, like you mentioned earlier, Eric, not everybody's iPhone has you know 
maximum storage. Like one of the main reasons why I started using smart playlists in the first place was, okay, I have 10 pounds of music and to put into a five pound phone. And I need to fit, you know, I only want to get, you know, the good stuff, you know, and I wanted I didn't want to just randomly grab 10 gig of music because 10 gigs of my music at a random grab is just, I've got a lot of different genres that I may or may (laughs) not like to listen to. You know, there's a lot of spoken word. There's some classical, there's like right mixed in with, you know, the speed metal and the, the classic rock. Like that's a real weird mixed bag to put on shuffle and so most music when you pull it in when you rip it from one of the cds you own itunes does a lookup that will populate most of that metadata for you if you buy it off of itunes you know it'll say okay this is classic rock this is pop this is classical like the genres shouldn't really require most people to put in a lot of effort and so what i did is i said okay i've got 10 gig of space on my phone i want half of it to be classic rock and so I created a play, a, you know, a smart playlist where the genre is classic rock, limit to five gig based on highest ranking, most played, whatever criteria you want that to be. Yeah. And then I created another one. Okay. I've, so I have my 10 gig for my phone. I've got five of its classic rock. I want another two gig to be nine inch nails and industrial type music. And so I created one genre industrial limit to two two gigs based on most played and just sort of built those building blocks to, to grab those things. And then when I synced up my phone, I just, rather than pick, you know, individual albums or artists, I picked those playlists and it got me exactly the type of music in the size chunks I wanted over there. And the beautiful yeah. thing about those is if you did have those set up to, to, to be sort of limited by random, You can go into that playlist in iTunes on your computer and like highlight all the songs in that playlist and hit delete. It doesn't actually delete the music. It just takes them out of that playlist. But because the playlist auto populates based on those rules, it will give you a new random selection of those. So, you know, if you've got, say, you know, I've got a half gig of classical music and I've been listening to a lot of that and all this stuff I've been listening to lately, I've heard the hell out of. I need a fresh mix. I can go to that playlist and basically refresh it and it will pull in new stuff and I'm good to go. I think that's yeah. another one that just everyone can use kind of out of the gate. Like the, the rating thing is very useful and I highly recommend it, but it does require everybody to put in a little bit of effort, which can be a little bit daunting, especially if you've got a pretty big library. <laughs> Whereas sure. with this, that's something that you can make use of almost immediately. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I mean, for me, when I look at some of the smart playlists I make, I mean, I really get granular on some aspects, but we just came out of the Christmas season. It is super, super easy just to make a holiday playlist. And that way you only have to sync it during the holidays. You, you don't have oh, to yeah. make anything new, but if you get a new album, that's a holiday style music, then it automatically updates for the next year for you and so forth. So that's, that's a yeah. good one. And in, like you said, years are fun, you know, doing certain genres are fun to the point where like, you know, if you, you but hey i just want classic rock from the 70s you're you could do that and man i'd love that playlist so there's a <laughs> lot of aspects there uh, you know and you can really utilize and customize and get as nerdy as you want to make these playlists work but for the most part the whole the game changer here is you don't have to manually make these you don't spend any time curating your list and your playlist specifically you know if you want a specific song and you know for a fact that you want this song on every single playlist give it a heart 
and then just make sure that every single playlist has is you know is a love <laughs> right. song. I mean, there's cool different ways to do that, but for the most part, your creativity can go run, run wild, and you can create a lot of different playlists. And and for the most part, I think we could get you know this episode has helped you get started. Uh, understanding what it is, why you have it, how to make that, and some of the use case scenarios. So do you have anything else you'd like to add? No, I think that wraps it up at a high level. I think anyone who was not familiar with these should now know what they are and what they're about and gives them enough to, to get cranking on it. And I think we've talked long enough for anyone who wasn't actually interested. They're probably sick of us and want to move on with their lives. So <laughs> I, I think that's good. So thanks, Eric. This was a good idea to talk about this, I think. Thanks for your insights and input there. Thank you, listeners, for hanging in there with us. If you've got any questions or thoughts or concerns or want to you know, share some nifty ideas you have for a smart playlist, you hit us up on toddcastpodcast.com, and we'll be happy to take a look at those. Until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you'll find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast. Podcast.